What up, Gromis? Yeah. Alright, check it out. Hey, yo, what up? The name is Nerd Grows. I got the buttery turf flows. The way I make these herbs grow. This one's for all my tent homies and my earth hoes. Yo, 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 yo. I, wait, what, what are you doing, man? What? Start the podcast. All right. What up, y'all? It's, uh, it's been a minute. <laughs> After I posted the last episode, I had a few things happen. I, uh, as you know, recently I was having some computer issues. I got a new computer and I also lost all of my audio recording stuff. I thought I was going to be able to transfer like my second hard drive over, but I can't get it. I can't get it hooked in. <laughs> there is a slot for it. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. The new computer I got is so small and compact that there's like barely any room for anything inside of it. So I may just have to get an external or find something to transfer it over. But anyways, I basically had to set up my whole studio again from like a software perspective, obviously. The mic's still on the desk. <laughs> And the other thing is that I got a few comments after the last episode where I heard from people that haven't started growing and they wanted more information on how to begin growing or like the knowledge behind cannabis growing, which is something that I'm new to and I keep, you know, progressing myself toward every day. And I kind of realized I was more so recording those first few episodes as like for my friends kind of thing (laughs) not really for like people who are new or new listeners so i decided to switch up the format of the show a little bit and i hope you like it (laughs) so i'm going to start off each episode by telling you how my personal grow is going and what i'm going through with it then after that we will talk about a specific topic for a little bit won't be anything too crazy because it's not like i'm cannabis einstein over here I'm still learning myself, but I'll share something interesting that I've learned. And then after that, I'm just going to tell you something cool that happened with me this week or what whatever I'm into this week. I've been making pop culture content for years and I'm kind of, it feels like I'm starting to get out of that, but I still love talking about it. So I'll give myself a few minutes at the end to just tell you what's going on. If I watched or listened to anything cool this week. Let's hop in. I A lot's happened since we last talked. <laughs> so uh, I had three plants going at once, and one of them, it, it was 100% my fault in user error and being a noob, but I lost, I lost my first plant. I don't know how to explain it. It was kind of like, it was like genetically weird. It didn't look anything like the plants that I grew previously or the plants that I'm growing now, it looks completely different. So that kind of threw me off. It also had like a double bud site, had like a little like two headed monster branch, which I thought was kind of, kind of weird or I had never seen before. So I didn't know how to deal with that. It also started getting stress balls. It had one at first and I cut it off and I was like, you know, let me, let me give it a few more days, see what's up. And then I came home from work like two days later and it had like four more and it was on, I think, I think when I cut it, it was on, it was like 30 something day and it, it was obviously very stunted. It was really tiny and yeah, so it just wasn't great. <laughs> but the important part is that it was a learning process. What I believe I did wrong with this plant, well, there, there's two 
two or three things I feel like I did wrong. The first thing was my humidifier broke, and it didn't break, but for some reason the the uh, was it hydrometer thermostat, the humidity reading on it would just say eighty all the time, even when I knew, you know, my AC controller is telling me that it's fifty in the tent, fifty RH in the tent. So I knew it was off. I like took out all the compartments. I cleaned the sensor. I tried everything. And the thing is, I took it out of the tent, and it works fine, just like in other rooms of my house. So my guess is maybe there's like, you know, like a humidity pocket inside the tent, or like the tent is just such close quarters that it wasn't, you know, the sensor wasn't reading properly. So I got the um, the AC Infinity humidifier to hook into the system, and it's way better. <laughs> Not even just being able to like control it from my phone, but like... The mist that comes out of it seems better. It seems to handle water better. And then obviously having a more accurate RH reading is really important. But that being said, my tent had no humidifier in it for, what, four days? However long I was waiting for shipping. So I think, like, having the having the humidity so low for that long, I think, could have stressed the plan out. The other thing is I waited way too long to start feeding it. So I know they say, like, yeah, I'm using enriched soil, I guess you would call it. I don't know. I'm using um, Fox Farm Happy Frog and Ocean Forest. And I usually don't feed for, like, the first couple weeks because there's stuff in the soil. But on this one, I think I waited too long because it was a beast. It grew hard and fast, and I just don't think... I don't think I anticipated what it what it was going to need correctly, and that was you know obviously my fault. But we're learning. It was a good learning experience. So right now I have two plants, and they're both doing really well. I have a rockbud blue slush on day twenty six, and I have alabrije purple pea at day twenty. This is my my second run of plants. If you don't. <laughs> if you don't count the one we just talked about, it seems to be going fine so far. They seem happy. They're uh, they're getting their veg on. I wanted to try to teach myself a new skill every grow. These are the first two plants that I'm doing LST on. I have one that I am tying down with. What is it? Is it just called garden ties? It's like the <laughs> it's like a spool of uh, the twist ties from loaves of bread. <laughs> So I have one tied down with those, and then the other one has clips on it. So I'm trying a little bit of everything, and it seems to be going well so far. The uh, the blue slush is like very nicely spread out, which I think is awesome. It looks it, it looks really good right now, and the the purple pea is like very tight. All of the buds just want to like hug together, or not the buds, but the branches. They all just kind of want to hug together, so it's a little bit harder to spread out, but I'm working on it. I think I just I just put the clips on this morning. After I record this, I'll go check and see if the branches are starting to turn up or anything. Doing the math for a three-plant perpetual grow. My second tent is completely turned off and unplugged right now because I only have two plants going. So with Blue Slush being on day 26, I'm going to want to plant... 
I don't know, in about three and a half weeks, I can start to germinate the next plant and it should flow nicely. And I'm really excited for the next grow because I got Compton Kool-Aid from Night Owl. And that's a, that's a strain that kind of just caught my eye before I started growing when I was just researching different strains and everything. So I'm excited for that. I also just got my first Build-A-Soil order. So my next grow, the thing I'm going to try to get into or the new skill I'm going to try to learn is going fully organic as opposed to whatever I'm doing right now, half and half, like organic soil and synthetic newts, photo pee, you know. But I'm excited for that to try the whole top dressing as opposed to liquid newts and uh, amendments and all that. It's a little, It's a little intimidating, to be honest. It's something that I want to learn. And I feel like it's a way to improve my growing skills. So I'm going to go for it. After that, so I'm getting pressure from some friends to uh, try out like an earth box or a city picker. And I just, I don't know. I think they're really cool. Like <laughs> just having like the big straw coming out the corner. It's awesome. It looks like, it looks like a cuphead. Oh my God. If I got a, an earth box and painted it like cuphead, dude, I, I'm going to have the dopest tent ever. <laughs> But yeah, it's something I really want to try. So maybe like two grows from now. The only issue I'm having with getting an earth box is my second tent is a two by two by four. So there's no way it can fit inside of it. So I would have to do the entire run in the big tent. And then I would essentially just have my second tent shut off again like it is now. Which I mean, I guess is fine, but why did I buy the parts for the second tent if I'm not going to use them kind of thing? I mean, technically I could run uh take the exhaust out of the second tent and run it as inline to have better airflow in the big tent and just do two plants all the time i don't know i have some time to figure that out <laughs> but yeah that's all i really got going on right now i got two plants going they're in veg they're doing well still doing fox farm newts fox farm soil i'll, I'll switch over to build the soil on the next grow and yeah We'll see how it goes. LST is going well. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do an ad read, and then we'll get into today's learning topic. All right. What do we got here? Should I do the announcer voice? That'd be funny. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Ready? <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, garden enthusiasts, and plant parents alike, we have a groundbreaking product for you. Introducing Stanley's Spiced Rice Holes, because your plants deserve a five-star dining experience. You've heard of Farm the Table, but get ready for garden to gastronomy. We've taken the plain and given it pizzazz. Imagine your plants sipping water infused with the finest spices known to man. Basil, thyme, a hint of oregano, straight from the heart of Stanley's secret spice vault. The bland becomes grand and the thirsty become tasty. If you place an order before the new year, we'll throw in a complimentary tiny chef's hat for your favorite ficus. That's right, your plants are the chef now. They can water themselves. Spice up your garden life with Stanley's Spiced Rice Holes. For more information, head over to nerdgrows.com rice to get started. That's nerdgrows.com R-I-C-E. All right, let's get back in. All right, so today's topic is the different types of canvas seeds that are available. As a new grower, it can be really difficult to pick out a strain that you want to grow, let alone 
pick out what type of seed you want to grow. I know for me, that was a little intimidating where I'm like, oh, do I want autos or photos or regulars or feminized or, you know, it could be overwhelming. So the way I, the way I think of it is kind of like a two by two, like grid, you know, like a window. There's essentially two characteristics you're choosing. You're choosing regular or feminized and you're choosing photo or auto. And that's what I wanted to explain today is understanding the different combinations of those two variables. So when it comes to the seed sex, you can buy regular seeds or feminized seeds. Um, as the name suggests, the feminized seeds are always female and regular seeds can be male or female. And there are pros and cons to each type. For example, if you're someone who wants to get seeds or grow their own crosses or grow their own strains, then having males on hand, you would want regular seeds for. On the other hand, if you're someone who's growing indoors or you're someone who's growing in a tent or has very limited grow space, you would probably want to go with feminized because you don't want to waste tent space on trying to figure out if a plant is male or female. You just want it to be female all the time. Especially if you're just growing, you know, a couple of plants for personal use, I would prefer fem- feminized. But it really all comes down to what your cannabis growing needs are, what your growth space is like, and what your growth style is like. Now, the harder decision, in my opinion, is photo period versus autoflower. Photo periods are, I like a regular photo period is what I would just call like a regular cannabis seed, basically. Now, photo periods tend to get bigger than autoflowers and by design will also take a little bit longer to grow. They also require a light schedule, similar to what it would be like outside, right? Like inside of your tent, you want to, over the course of the plant's life, you want to have it be spring, summer, and fall, essentially. And it can be a good thing because you can keep the plant in veg if it's having any issues, and you can resolve some of the issues before you flip the light schedule and have it flower. And that's really where the big difference comes into play between photo periods and autoflowers. Autoflowers go through their life cycle no matter what. Seedling, veg, flower, done. Now there's like, I guess you would call it like a myth that autoflowers are easier to grow than photo periods. And I don't really think that's necessarily true. I just think it's more of like buying regular versus feminized, right? You have to take your needs into account take your growth space into account, take your growth style into account. But there's pros and cons of both photo periods and autoflowers. So with autoflowers, the plants are typically smaller, but they grow faster. What can possibly make autoflowers more difficult than photo period is that, like I said before, the plant is just going through its life cycle. So if you have any problems, you need to be on top of it all the time. I mean, obviously, if you're growing, you want to be on top of the issues all the time. But you don't have that window of being able to delay flower like you do with photo periods and that can cause issues. But yeah, that's like a very rudimentary breakdown (laughs) of the different types of seeds. But I think it's really important for beginner growers to know. Uh, So yeah, just to go over it quickly, like we said before, think of it as like a two by two grid or matrix. So you would have Regular photo periods, which I believe I would just call those regular cannabis seeds, right? And then 
feminized photo period, which are photo periods that are female. And then you have regular autoflowers, which is autoflowers that can be male or female, and then feminized autoflowers. And which one do you choose? I don't think the only wrong answer is if you choose one that doesn't fit your style or your space. They're all great viable options for purchasing cannabis seeds. Oh, and one more thing I forgot about. Uh, photo periods, you can take clones of, and autoflowers, you technically can, but it's not recommended or worth the time or energy, typically. But yeah, those are the different types of cannabis seeds. You can hit me up if you have any other questions. If I got anything wrong here, let me know. I can uh, correct it on the next episode, or you can flog me publicly on social media. I like both. It's fine. <laughs> All right, let's read one more ad, and then... We'll just have a little bit of fun, and then we'll get out of here. All right. Are you tired of playing the guessing game with your green companions? Do you wonder if your seedlings are thirsty, or if your teens and veg are feeling a bit angsty? Fear not, for Canna Whispers are here to bridge the gap between you and your leafy companions. Our elite team of plant telepaths will commune with your buds, converse with your roots, and chat with your leaves. No more second guessing if it's time for a water or a couple John Hughes movies. Canna Whispers understands that every plant has its own personality, unique quirks, and preferences. We decipher their thoughts, decode their desires, and deliver plant parent wisdom straight to your ears. Canna Whispers. Water with witches. Grow buds with... I'm not saying that. I'm not. Sorry. That's messed up. Anyways, head over to nerdgrows.com slash whisper for more information. That's nerdgrows.com slash whisper. All right, so as a lot of you know, I'm a huge fan of horror movies. Specifically, Scream is my favorite horror movie franchise. And it looks like Scream 7 is in shambles. <laughs> uh, the star, uh, Melissa Barrera, who plays Sam Carpenter in Scream 5 and Scream 6, was recently let go from the project after her social media posts about the current conflict. Shortly after that, it looked like Jenna Ortega dropped from the project in solidarity with Melissa. Yeah, what's going to happen with the next movie, seeing as we're two-thirds into a trilogy currently? Now, a lot of people do say that the end of Scream 6 was kind of a good closure for both Tara and Sam's characters, but thematically, I don't think it's a good ending. It's a good ending story-wise for them but not thematically, especially since, you know, Scream 5 was very similar to Scream 1, and Scream 6 was very similar to Scream 2, so we need that Scream 3 to to round out the trilogy, which if you think about it, so like Scream 1 and Scream 5 was like the love interest, essentially, right? You have Billy and you have Richie. In Scream 6, you have the angered family members. You know, in Scream 2, you have Mrs. Loomis, and then in... Scream 6, you have Richie's family. And then Scream 3 was, you know, the ghost face was Roman Bridger, who was like the long-lost half-brother of Sydney Sydney Prescott. (laughs) So, like, what would that be in 7 if, you know, Melissa and Jenna were still in the movie? I would think it would have to be, it seemed like in 5 and 6 they were hinting at their mother being sketchy the whole time. So I think it would be like we'd finally meet their mom and she was the ghost face or there's some weird stuff going on. I know myself and a lot of other fans want 
Matthew Lillard to come back as Stu Mocker, and you find out he's been pulling the strings the whole time. That's like one of, one of the most popular fan theories. But yeah, I don't I don't know what because they're they're still making the next movie. They already said that with with or with or without Melissa and Jenna. So I have no idea what's gonna <laughs> what's gonna happen if they can. You know that the studio also has problems with Neff Campbell. So will they be able to get her back and just do another Sydney movie? Or what's Courtney Cox up to? I have no idea. But yeah, that's been uh that's just something I've been interested in this week is following all the developments in Scream Seven as they unfold in real time kind of thing. But yeah, this is uh we're coming up at the end here. Uh thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe. Let me know if you like the new format. And just hit me up if you have any questions or anything. All right. I'll see you next week. Peace, y'all.